You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 102. Welcome to Heart Food. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo Ortega. This is a weekly podcast for introverted, super sensitive, smart, and deeply ambitious women who have a call in their heart that they deserve more. My goal is to give you more strength, freedom, confidence, and purpose in your life through the four different avenues that this podcast will be covering mindset, nutrition, health, movement, and cooking, business, sales, communication, and entrepreneurship, and lastly, spirituality and psychology. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and reach out to me at any time at Ashley K. Pardo. Share this podcast with others who you think might love it. And please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Heart Food Podcast. And thank you so much for, sorry for that sound by the way, because I just bumped my chair into the desk, but we're rolling with it. Thank you so much for your amazing feedback on last week's episode. So many of you messaged me and told me that it was helpful and it really means the world to me. If you ever have a specific question or something that you want me to cover or address as I get deeper into these specific episodes and specific topics, please just send me a DM on Instagram or an email because I want to make sure that you all are getting the value that you need and I am serving you in the correct way. And it really, really helps me to hear from you because that just confirms that these episodes are going to be helpful, which is honestly the most important thing for me and what I can ask for most out of all of this. And just as a reminder, you all can get a download if you look in the show notes of this episode right at the top, uh, that first link that you see right there, you can get a download of programs that I wish I would have known about when I started my own business. These are very simple. If you're seasoned in online business, it's likely that you know about these, but maybe you'll find something new. It's worth downloading. And you can also download it to get on the wait list for other business trainings that I'm going to be doing in January. I'm going to be doing a series of four webinars at the end of January. And then in February, I have a, just to put it all out there and let you guys know sort of what's going on, I have a mentorship coming out that's going to be six months. So all of this is just really giving you a preview into uh, what that's going to be like, but I do like to be, you know, transparent and just let you know what is coming up so that if you resonate, you have the opportunity to maybe dive deeper and take some extra steps as needed. But this week we have Christmas coming up if you are listening to this in real time. So I hope you all have an amazing Christmas. I'm not going to talk about food in this episode. I have done several podcasts on food and the holidays. Just go back into the archives and I will also put them in the show notes so you can just pop in and get them and click on them and listen if you are feeling like you want some extra support just around food and the holidays and your body. But today we are diving deep into the second part of my online business 101 episode. So last week we talked a lot about ideal client, your story, trust, market research, and copywriting. Today we're going to be talking about problem and outcome, creating content, your content buckets, a breakdown of your posts. We're going to be talking about Sheehan's Wall, also called the Trust Barrier, which is something that I learned about through a company 
and a married duo called Brand Builders. They're amazing. I would Google them. Uh, they've done the branding for people like Lewis House, so like just really big names. And I've met them in person and seen them present, and they are amazing. And then we're going to talk about your offerings, marketing, sales 101, and business mindset. And I'm honestly, like I said, going to do an episode on each of these. I just want you to get your gears turning with like, what is she talking about when she goes deeper and how does this relate to sort of like the big picture and i hope the way that i explain it has been good and you know digestible to you because so much of this is confusing and like so many of us don't know where to start but if you take it step by step i am such a big believer that anybody who just sticks with action and just keeps going and doesn't quit when it gets hard is going to be the person that succeeds because it's really easy to quit. It's really easy to, you know, say, oh, I'm tired. You know, I don't have time to do this right now. And I get it. Like we're all busy. I'm not even a mom. So can't imagine all of the moms out there, true super people, you know, just, you know, taking care of family life and their businesses and stuff. But I want you to know that the effort that you put into your business is very important. And I wish I would have known this at the beginning too, because for a long time I was just like, oh, I'll post when I feel like it. Like right now it's it's just too busy. But truly, the more effort I put in and I show up on social media or through email, the more I get back and the more the business just really turns into a viable thing. And you all know that I'm focusing on introverts and I'm going to have more introvert specific information coming in the next several weeks and several months. But again, I just wanted to give you a general overview. So let's start out with problem and outcome. So business is really all about solving problems and getting a result. Any business that you think of, if you think of like even physical products like eating food, hunger, the problem, um, the result is that you're not hungry anymore and you need nutrition and that is food. If let's say you have, you buy Febreze or like poopery or something, the problem is that, you know, poopery saw a problem where, you know, people go to the bathroom and it smells and they rectified that problem by creating this spray that you spray into the toilet and it really creates this barrier on the top so smell doesn't escape. That's solving a big problem. And Febreze, again, if uh, something smells like a fabric or something or a carpet, you spray it, it's done. Now it smells good. So anything, even service-based businesses, people, you know, you hire coaches because you feel like you need mentorship. You feel like you need accountability, support information. So problems and outcomes or problems and results are the crux of business. If your business is not solving a specific problem, there is going to be a problem. <laughs> and one of my biggest mistakes, if I can just share with you guys, is that when I first started, I did everything. I was like, wait, I can change your relationship with food, but I can also teach you how to cook. And then I can also teach you how to like be spiritual and all these things. And it just wasn't clear. So what really helped me was to just focus on one at a time. So for a long time, I just talked about nutrition and I was like, I can help you stop feeling crazy around food and not being obsessed with food. Then I had a season of just talking about cooking when I launched my cooking school. And the problem is that people feel frustrated by cooking and it's too complicated for them and it holds them back in reaching their goals. Therefore, they need to learn how to cook. So like those are just some examples of my business. Now I do other types of coaching and I'm still solving a specific problem for everything that I do. But you need to get very clear 
on the tangible problem that you're solving and focus on what at a, one at a time. And really, what are you best at solving? And more importantly, what are the pain points that your ideal client is currently experiencing? So I talked about some of the pain points right then, but some of the pain points for being obsessed with food would be like limited bandwidth for everything else in life, missing out on life, uh, feeling uh, frantic and you know, pretty crazy around food, not being able to relax and you feel like you can't go out to social situations and just eat like a normal person. All of those things are pain points that your ideal client is experiencing. So you need to get very clear on the tangible pain points that your client is experiencing and use those in your marketing, in your emails and your social media, and and even in you know, obviously these are ways that we market, but those are also going to be when you solve those and when you give your person the desired outcome, that's going to be the, you know, big part of whatever it is that you offer. So you get people in with talking about the problem and then you keep them by giving them the desired outcome and the result. So one of them is marketing and the other one is, you know, obviously solving the marketing pain points, but then also you know, giving them the outcome in your coaching, in your course, in your ebook, whatever it is that you're offering, you need to have that desired outcome, desired outcome be very clear. And your content and frameworks should both address the problem and pain points emotion and emotions and talk about why your solution is different from the others. So what is it about what you offer that makes it different from everything else in the market? I talked about in last week's episode how your story is actually the most one of the most important things for you to create trust because it's likely that there are hundreds of other people doing what it is that you're doing out, out there but people are going to connect to your personality, your energy, your feeling, your story the way they you know they want to be your best friend, you being relatable and so forth. That's why it's so important to share all of that part of yourself and be vulnerable too. We are selling when it comes down to it, we're selling a transformation and we're taking somebody from point A to point B where we are the bridge. If you've been a business coaching client of mine, you know that this is something I talk about really frequently, us being the bridge to take them from point A to B. And there has to be a clear transformation. We need to continuously in our content paint a beautiful picture of the future vision What is that vision going to look like when that person gets to that place that they want to be? What do they want so bad? What is it going to look like with food? And the other example I used, they're going to feel light in their body. They're going to feel like they never have to think about food outside of mealtime. They're going to feel like preparing food is effortless and seamless and eating is enjoyable and lovely and they can maintain their ideal weight even if they go on vacation or on a holiday or even if they drink alcohol they never binge again. Imagine how that would feel really painting specifically that picture in your marketing. So they think, oh God, that's what I really, really want. That desired outcome is deep. We need to find ways. We'll talk about this more when I get more into copywriting a little bit later. We really need to get deep into that. Another thing that's really important is content creation. You guys, everything is content. This past week, I wrote something on Instagram about content creation, but Your content is the most important thing because that's how we're going to attract our clients. And it also allows you to build a body of work so that if like, let's say a cold lead comes to your Instagram page or your website or your podcast, you know, page or whatever it is, 
if they come to that, they need to see that you have had a body of work where you have been working alongside something for a pretty long time and you, they can sit there and they can educate themselves for hours. So that's why we create content for two things to attract people. And then to also see what the body of work is that people are going through. So content is also how we give away free value. We hear that all the time. Like, oh, what's a tip for online business? Just give away free value. But that is so vague. And what that really means is that we want to give helpful information constantly. So what is helpful? It's not, you know, obviously we talk about our story and that can help somebody feel less alone. But like, what are some, what are the most practical parts of your business? When I started, I used to write really deep captions and just not about the ideal client, just about me. Honestly, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just like, well, I'm just going to write from my brain. So I would just write deep captions, even though I knew like, hey, what are, you know, the three best salad dressings at the store or what are three vegetables that can be cooked really quickly? Like that is what people want. People want really, really practical information, simple information that's digestible, that's going to be helpful in their lives. So think of your ideal client and what it is that they need to know practically to help them get them on the journey that you are talking about, that going, you know, going from problem to result. What are the things that can get them started to get a quick win? For example, I talk about like chopping and knives. I show people how to chop something. So every time they chop an onion, they think of me and that is value. I also tend to share like, hey, here's some products that I like at Trader Joe's, or here are some things I like at Whole Foods, or hey, here's this granola that I'm really obsessed with right now. That is just little tangible information. I also share things like hair ties or hair products, or you know, not a lot of them. I'm not like a beauty blogger, but just little things that I find helpful, a cuticle cutter that I really liked. So just having an audience be like, hey guys, I'm going to show up and give you my, my best information, my insights, my practical stuff, my thoughts, what's going on in my life, because I want to help you. So we need to relate. This is when you're being the friend. Like Jill Coleman says, this is the pratfall effect. We relate as a friend and then we educate as a teacher. So we have friend content and we have teacher content. So what are the way that we can start here is we can start by thinking, what are the five things that make you a relatable person? So for me, it would be, I have a dog who you see pretty frequently on social media. I have anxiety and I take medication for anxiety. That makes me pretty relatable to a lot of people because they have anxiety too, or they have depression, which I also have. I also like to go to bed really early. Um, you know, I share about the fact that I need to work out every day. I love eating. So I share a lot of different things about my life that make me a relatable person. I also share really random things like shaving my face or just little shenanigans that happen to me throughout the day that I don't think are that awesome, but I know other people will relate to them. For example, I shared a story of how I didn't let a woman into my building. I live in an apartment I shared a story about how I wouldn't let her into my building because I thought she was homeless uh, and like she legit looked like that. And then I didn't let her in because you need a fob to get in. And then later that night, uh, I saw her in the elevator with her son. So like just little. So she did. She was like part of the. She was telling the truth. I just didn't believe her. And that was something that people found really funny. 
So just little things like that that can entertain, that can make you relatable, music that you listen to, your hobbies, um, you liking to read, books you're reading, just share everything. Then you need to think about what you're an expert in. So what are five areas of expertise that you can play up in your content? So this would be tangible education and tips. For me, it's cooking, nutrition. Obviously, I'm talking a lot more about business now and food mindset. Those are like my four things that I share about. And what do you wish you would have known when you were in this problem outcome situation? Because typically we are a past version of an of our ideal client. So what do you wish you would have known back then? Speak to your client in that way in your content. So where do we post our content? We have our newsletter for email. Try to send a newsletter every week or two weeks. We have social. And I suggest just focusing on one or two platforms. So we have Instagram, we have Instagram stories, which is like just the behind the scenes of your life. There's Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, your website and blog, and then podcasts. People are not reading as much anymore. So I would just keep that in mind. They're on Instagram and they read the captions, but people are not really reading a lot of long form content. So I would really discern whether you want to put the time into that. I really like the idea of microblogging on Instagram and just keeping that content like in a separate document as well, just in case like we go into a black hole and like all Instagram goes away, just keep a back of it, back up of it if you can and consider starting a podcast. Maybe I'll do an episode all about podcasting. If you guys are interested, let me know. But that for me has been a wonderful way to, for me to connect with my audience because I, as an introvert, this is another introvert tip, as an introvert, I am not somebody who, you know, I think that people sometimes, um, I don't want to say misjudge me, but I'm just not as loud and out there. I mean, obviously I still market myself, but my own personality, I'm quiet, I'm reserved. Like, I think it takes people a couple times to get into a trusting relationship with me even though I know I'm genuine and authentic, um, I find that the podcast has created a certain intimacy with my audience because they hear my voice every week. I've been consistent for two years. Obviously, this is a long game. Um, Even after two years, I'm not specifically uh, monetizing this podcast because I find that it's just a marketing avenue for me, which is wonderful. But it's just something to consider as an introvert, different ways that you can find intimacy with your people. And as introverts, we are people who can really connect with others. So, you know, in a deep way, you know, like one-to-one, you know, introverts do better on, you know, just having dinner with one person or two people versus having like 50 people in a group. So I like podcasting because it feels like you're just having a one-on-one conversation and people are going to find that connection with you too. So What should you be posting about? I do think that we need to have different content buckets. So we have educating stuff, we have relating stuff, but in the educating bucket, we have teaching, you know, we have showing your expertise, sharing relevant content around that, our frameworks and techniques for coaching. So what are the specific things that you take your client through? Like, what does the process look like? For example, with nutrition, I mainly do habits, rituals and routines, food and movement. Those are like the things that I take them through. And I basically am just moving one dial at a time. I'm making them go two steps forward. Okay, you're good there. Let's go a little more. I'm not throwing a lot of stuff at them, but coaching is a whole other thing that we can talk about at another time. So 
Other things that we can talk about are facts about our services and offer, what we do and who we help. We need to be talking about that at a minimum of once a week. And then being an authority, the go-to, the most knowledgeable person in our space for a specific thing. So that's really what I am trying to do with Business for Introverts, just really being the go-to person for that. And then with easy cooking, my cooking school is not going to help you make super elaborate dishes, but that's not what it's for. This is for the person who needs just quick stuff every day that's really good. And that is, you know, sort of the market that my cooking school covers. And that's my goal is to just be the go-to person for quick and really, really easy meals and techniques. So with friend content and relating stuff, we can share stories, be very, very specific. Remember what I said last week that the more specific you are, the more universal it becomes. Being vulnerable, sharing relatable parts of our personality We can do this in stories too, showing that we're a human and not a robot and be authentic and real and don't be scared to be yourself. I was so, I could probably do a whole episode about how it literally took me years to get comfortable sharing who I really was on Instagram because I'm silly, I'm quirky, I am, um, you know, I'm just myself. And for me to let down those layers of if I can just be real and vulnerable with you guys right now, my thing was really like, I have always been a very sweet person, but I've also had a lot of opinions. So I used to think like, oh, if I am polarizing, which is important, we'll talk about that at another time um, in terms of your content. But I used to think that, oh, if I'm sweet, then I can't really like share my real thoughts or my real opinions because that doesn't go along with like being a sweet and nice person. So I would just be a people pleaser. And that didn't feel great to me. So I had to do the work of really allowing myself like the ability to act the way that I act and say the things that I think in my mind and want to say. And I can still be a sweet and nice person and still tell the truth and still do the things that I want to do. So that is really important just to be as authentic as possible. And I don't think you have to necessarily try to be authentic because I think that when we quote unquote try to be authentic, it doesn't come off good because trying to be authentic is inherently not authentic because you're trying to be something else. So be yourself, let those guards down little by little, even if each day you're just peeling one layer of the onion that's okay. Just keep acting in a way that is going to get you closer and closer to showing up in that full authenticity and real talk. For me, it took years. So it really depends on how fast you want it to go. So for the breakdown of your posts, have four to five areas of content that you pull from and rotate through regularly so people know what they can expect from you and they are cohesive amongst your areas of expertise. So this comes down to personal stories, you know, What has, like the thing that you've created, how has it related back to your life and lessons for you? Your philosophy, so the things that you believe in, your lifestyle, so Instagram stories, your behind the scenes, pulling back the curtain on your life, sharing results and social proof and testimonials from clients, asking your audience for input, so doing market research and asking questions, education, so how-tos, tutorials, free value, those, like I said before, those things do very, very well. Um, And then an invitation, which is, hey, this is what I offer. 
and this is what I do, and here's a little preview. And then lastly, there's the entertainment. So your real authentic self and your true personality, others in your life, including pets. And Jill Coleman, my, my mentor, talks about it like a reality show. So like, who are the characters in your reality show? So the next thing we are going to be talking about is Sheehan's Wall. And Sheehan's Wall is something that's also called the trust barrier. And maybe I will post this on Instagram sometime this week, like an actual visual of it. But it's basically saying that before we cross the trust barrier, we have to talk about things that are easy for your clients to get results with. So for example, we can't, we have to be able to give a tangible and concrete result, typically in the realm of health, wealth, and relationships. And I love using Nagar Fanuni. If you guys don't follow her on Instagram, she I love following her on Instagram. She's an amazing follow. Um, but I love her story, you know, illustrating Nagar with this story because she is, like I said, a great example. So as you know, or I'm telling you now, if you don't follow her, she really just talks about um, you know, a lot of spiritual things. She talks about, she does like spiritual sessions. She does business masterminds. She does tarot, but it's very like magic focused. And before that she did fitness and I think she did some nutrition stuff too. So with doing that, which are more tangible things, she got through the trust barrier because she got people results. And then once you get through that barrier and people trust you, you can pretty much take them in whatever way you want to. And you can talk about whatever you want. And she's such a wonderful example because now she has this thriving business talking about things that really nobody else is talking about. So try to get through that wall with whatever it is that you want to do. Like for example, I want to eventually have a course on a wardrobe and a capsule wardrobe and how to you know, clothe your body and how to feel good in that way. So I know that, you know, I started with cooking and nutrition. So people get to trust me first and then I can branch off and talk about other things. But when we are in that tangible stage, we have to make sure that we are typically getting results in the realms of health, you know, so nutrition, strength training, you know, losing weight and so forth, wealth. So making money, obviously investing, so forth. And relationships. So getting a partner, having a better relationship with your partner. And those things are very, very tangible before we talk about other stuff. So we're not always talking about the modality that we use to get people the result. We're talking about the result first. And then we can talk about other things later. So something that I did in a post on Instagram last week was your offerings. And the old model of um, of business coaching, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, not business coaching, the old model of online business was that we started with a DIY course or program, then we did a mentorship, then group coaching, then we did a high ticket offer. And, you know, the DIY or DIY course or program was inexpensive, and then it got more expensive as time went on and as you created other products. And we focused on volume. So you have a huge audience and it's cheaper. And it is very hard to make a full-time living like that because you'd have to have thousands and thousands of people buying from you every year in order to make this a real thing. So I suggest starting with high ticket offer first, then doing group coaching, then a membership, then a DIY course or program. So you have a smaller audience, more valuable, because you start out with a one-on-one coaching offer 
you fill that up, you know, and then you, you're able to make money. Then once you sort of outgrow that through a couple of years, you can start doing group coaching where maybe you have a lot of people on a call. Then you can maybe do a membership and then you have a DIY course or program. And the DIY course or program is typically going to be the framework or the system that you use to help people through the transformation. So it's also a great way to get people into something where they get like a taste of you and get a result. And they're like, okay, now I trust her. Now maybe I'm going to move up the ladder and maybe do the high ticket offer. So I will do a whole podcast episode about your offer and sort of how that should be broken down. But um, I think that that's a great place to start, just sort of having that higher ticket overview or that aerial view and starting with that higher ticket stuff. So when it comes to marketing, people usually pay for, like I said, health, wealth, and relationships. And organic ways that we can market ourselves, which I believe that we should start with organic methods of marketing before you ever do any paid advertisement. I didn't start doing paid advertisement until the end of my second year in business. And I'm glad that I waited because first we kind of have to see like if it's resonating with people and if it is actually something that people are going to buy. Because imagine if you just throw all this money into advertising, you don't actually really know if people are going to like it or not. So I suggest just putting it out there first with what you have and see sort of how it sticks. So some organic ways of uh, marketing yourself. And when I say organic, that just means natural. You're not paying for it. Like you are actually doing it. So you can get on other people's podcasts, which you can reach out to them. Maybe I will do, like I said, a whole episode on podcasting, start your own past, start your own podcast and get larger guests on people that have bigger audiences so they can share the podcast to their audience, attracting others to share your content and writing. So just doing really good work and having people share your posts on social media, writing for online publications, um, you know, like the Girls Gone Strong or Mind Body Green, you know, they have a huge audience that they will obviously share your article with so that you can get some more exposure. You can do outreach to ideal clients, um, which we will talk about in another episode and referrals, in-person events and your own live events. So I love doing that, you know, just to connect with people and to, you know, just get that in-person energy and stuff. We also have newsletters and then freebies. So we will do a whole episode on email marketing, but freebies are something that you exchange a sort of like free course, an opt-in, a lead magnet, content upgrade, a PDF, a checklist or something. You exchange that for somebody's email address. And that's a way that you can get people on your email list by creating a really valuable PDF of some sort of like workout or recipe guide. Um, most of you that are listening here are nutrition professionals or health professionals. And those are some really good ways that you can start. And I would suggest having one that is evergreen, meaning that it's available at all times. So we will talk more about marketing, but those are some good ways that you can start because like what a time to be alive right now that you can do Instagram story takeovers. And I su- I don't suggest buying followers. I don't suggest buying people to get onto your email list. Like I really believe in organic growth at the beginning. It's slower, but it is the only way that you're going to build a sustainable foundation for your business. 
So sales is the next thing. And I'm laughing because this is something that a lot of us have issues with. And I used to have a ton of issues with sales before I realized that sales is just sales is just a skill and not a personality. So this is the biggest thing that I think introverts have issues with because they think like, oh my God, I'm not going to be able to sell because I'm not this loud and boisterous person. And it's a skill. So I hope that makes you feel a little bit relieved. I have been talking about a little bit on talking about that a little bit on Instagram. So you create, you should be creating so much free value consistently, meaning posting, showing your life, talking, teaching, educating, that selling should just be the next natural step. We want to create so much good stuff and so much good content that our people are basically asking us like, oh my God, when can I actually buy something from you? Or when can I um, take the next step to dive deeper? Or can you coach me? Or blah, blah, blah. Like that should be the point. So this goes along with Gary Vee's book, Job, 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 Right Hook. I'm not sure if that's the title of the book, but that's kind of the philosophy behind it that like before we do the right hook, we have to give first. So this is just like, you know, dating. You can't just go like for the home run or whatever. I'm trying. I don't know why I'm trying to be like, you know, G-rated here. But like you can't just like go and try to have sex with somebody before you don't, you know, before you like take them out to dinner and warm them up and stuff. So this is the same thing here. We can't just put the sale out there without giving free value first. So good selling shouldn't feel salesy or gross or creepy. And your audience will be happy when they hear you sell because they will want to buy. And that's just a quick overview of selling. I will go deeper into sales calls and the rest of sales at some point. But just know that for the most part, you want to be creating so much good content that that should be the next natural step. And if you ever get on a sales call with somebody, which I suggest you do at the beginning so you can portray the value appropriately in a call, it's really just about guiding your client, potential client back to that future vision and learning how to handle objections, which again, we'll do an entire podcast on that. The last thing we're going to be talking about today is your business mindset, which for introverts, you know, so many of us are emotional. That's just the nature of being an introvert. And we are sensitive. And it is, this is a very hard industry and a very hard thing to go through because like we're going to get rejected. Like it's not if, it's when we're going to get rejected. Somebody is going to have a mean comment. Like we're going to have our feelings hurt, you know, at some point. And that's not me being mean. It's just sort of telling you, the truth about what is going to come. So I do think that through time, we can develop a thicker skin. There are techniques around that that I'll be sharing at some point. But um, for the most part, I want you to expect capital R resistance. And this is something that Stephen Pressfield talks about in The War of Art, which is one of my favorite books. So resistance is going to tell you that you shouldn't do it. It's going to tell you that you're the worst. Who cares? Nobody's going to buy. Like that's not actually you. That is not actually the thing that is going to, um, you know, it's not real. The real thing is the desire that you feel inside of yourself, that desire that you have to be a better person and to do better. So 
Another thing that's really important is that if you're not annoyed by how much you talk about yourself and your offerings, you're not talking about them enough. I don't mean annoyed in a bad sense, but if you're like, oh my God, here I am talking again about this thing, like you need to get to that point because there's so many people that still message me and they're like, oh, you do nutrition coaching? And I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> you, like, I thought I mentioned it a lot and it's not their fault. It's just that people aren't seeing stuff sometimes. So that's why it's important to just talk about it really frequently and to get to the place where you, you know, where your audience knows exactly what it is that you offer. So another thing that's really important is to just, when in doubt, act. Just keep moving forward. If something goes bad, just keep moving, just take action, just action over everything. Another thing is to be resilient. So if we fail, not if we fail, when we fail, failure is just data. Continue to pivot. You know, this is like a puzzle and what are the things that are going to work? And there's never like exactly a path because we each have different offerings and different audiences that want different things. But we need to know that when we fall down, we have to get back up to make this work. If you have that feeling in your heart that is so strong, it is likely that obviously that's going to hurt when that happens, but it's just like when we diet or something and we have a binge, we just have to get back on it to have faith of like, this is what I do. This is the thing that I want most in my life. So like a failure or a bad launch doesn't mean anything. It's like, okay, it's just data. I just have to analyze the data. It doesn't mean I shouldn't do it. It doesn't mean I'm the worst. It doesn't mean I'm not valuable. It doesn't mean that people don't want to buy it. We just have to analyze what we did and like, what could I do differently next time? And just continuing to go. So also keep your blinders on. Try your best to not compare. Um, and try your best to unfollow people that, first of all, you wouldn't hang out with in real life. And then also people that just kind of make you feel shitty about yourself. Like, that's okay. Sometimes I do that too. If I like am following somebody and I'm like, oh, I'm actually not liking how I feel when I follow this person. Like, I just unfollow them pretty shamelessly. And I'm pretty, like, I really follow around 400 people on Instagram, maybe like 390 to 400 uh, and I like to keep it like that because I'm really picky about who I follow. So it's not personal, but um, I try to keep that follower count down as much as I can because I'm trying to do more uh, creation than consumption anyways, even though like I do scroll <laughs> mindlessly. I'm not like, I'm not saying that I still do that, but I have to sort of keep the boundaries on it as much as I can. I also want you to know that lots of tiny steps will one day equate to something huge. So that is how big things are built, by just taking a lot of tiny steps over and over and over, over a long period of time. This is not a get rich quick thing. This is setting the foundation for something that is going to be in your legacy and in your life and a big body of work that's going to educate people and change a lot of lives. I also want you to know that Fear and discomfort is a huge part of this process and you're not bad for feeling fear. If you feel fear, like you're just a human. And if you're waiting to stop feeling fear before you act, that moment is never going to come ever. So successful people feel feel the fear and do it anyway. And, and I understand that as introverts, we're sensitive. We feel that. So we can still take tiny steps as long as we are still moving forward. So use business as a personal development opportunity for your own growth so you can serve your clients better. So 
as you start a business, you have something that you can help people with. And as you personally develop through the business and through marketing yourself and through creating content and through just going through the fire of what this is like, you become a better person, a better coach as a result of growing your own business. Like how amazing. I am not the same person that I was two years ago. I'm definitely not the same person that I was seven years ago. Seven years ago, I really went through a huge transformation of becoming an entrepreneur for the first time as a private chef. And then two years ago, when I really went all in into my online business, or maybe two and a half years ago, I changed again. And I will continue to change because as you get to a different level in your business, there will be a different level of personal development that you will have to do, a different barrier that you'll have to break through. So many of us are stuck in a certain place and like, that's okay. But the thing is, many of us stay stuck there because we are not willing to shed the layer that is holding us back. We are the ones that hold us back the most, our thoughts, our fears, our feelings. But I want you to know, if you feel that inside, I say that so much because it is so true. There's so many of us that feel that thing inside of us. And I want you to know that you can do it, that you can keep going, that if you serve people, And if you provide quality information and if you can get amazing results, like what a time to be alive, the sky is the limit. So that is it for me today with this episode, but I hope you guys found it helpful. Please let me know if you want anything else when it comes to business and if you want me to cover any other specific topics other than the ones that I mentioned. But I appreciate you sticking with me and listening and I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and I will be in touch with you next week. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If these episodes resonate with you, it would be a huge favor to me if you could share it with the people you love and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes.